blood pressure's high and your amperage is low. Have your batteries charged here and watch yourself go on the Rage and Cajun. 1600 AM and 102.7 FM. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play by play coming to you live on this what day of the week it is Tuesday. Casey Justclair here. Hope you guys are enjoying your day. Hope you guys are enjoying your week, staying dry, staying hydrated, all that fun stuff. We've got a fun 90 minutes of sports talk coming your way. We'll be here with one passing or here with one here until one passing a good time with you all throughout the course of the day. In the uh, first segment of the show, we're going to give you some high school all state baseball teams we've had a lot of local flavor on our all-state baseball teams not a big surprise right you know a lot of local um players had such great success a lot of local teams had such great success so we will be giving a rundown of the locals who made the all-state baseball teams in just a second then at 11 45 we're gonna have bryce gidry south lafouche high school defensive coordinator assistant football coach we talked with bj young yesterday and brian collie yesterday we'll have bryce on today talk about his defense and some of the things he's hoping to do with that unit in the upcoming year. At noon, we'll have Andrew Kaiwet, the HL Bourgeois Boys basketball coach and athletic director. I saw them play on Saturday. Um, They're athletic, man. They're all over the place. They get up and down the floor. They play a very fast-paced hell in a 20-minute running time half on Saturday against Patterson. They scored 40-plus points. That's tough to do in a running time half. But it just goes to show their ability to score the ball. They get up and down the floor and pay, play with such tempo. At 12-15, we're going to have Nick Sinak of the E.D. White girls basketball program. Kind of odd to say that. Usually we were saying Nick Sinak with the South Terrebonne girls basketball program, but he's in year one with E.D. White. We'll ask Coach Sinak how that transition has been going. Coach Sinak is actually just recovering from COVID, so hopefully he's doing okay. Talk to him today. He's feeling much better. Then at 1230, we'll give a rundown of the headlines, maybe talk a little NBA Finals. There's a whole lot of stuff brewing in the world of golf with the U.S. Open and the Live Golf Tour and everything of the sort. We'll talk about that. Try to get Coach James Schilling on tomorrow's show to talk about the U.S. Open and then all the madness that's happening in the world of golf. Then at 1245, we'll get you your betting picks and try to um, get you some winners. We won a few yesterday. Try to stay hot and, and, and keep the train rolling. So... Let's start with the 5A LSWA, Louisiana Sports Riders Association Class 5A All-State Baseball Team. Here we go. We've got, I've got a little time this segment. Let's just go ahead and read you the list, and then I'll give you any locals who made honorable mention. Pitcher, Brennan Eager of West Monroe. These are first-team recipients. Gavin Gidry, a pitcher from Barb, is a first-team recipient. Pitcher, Jake Brown from Sulphur. Pitcher DJ Primo from Central High School uh, is on the first team. At catcher, Clayton Porcial of Catholic is a uh, first-team recipient. Infielders, there are four. Trey Hawsey of West Monroe, Tanner Vardles of Dutchtown, Lee Amity of Santa Mont, and then how about this local guy, Brody Bear Jr., HL Bourgeois, 435 batter. He is a first-team All-State recipient. Congratulations, Brody, on a huge honor. And, uh, heck, he's going to be back next year, 435 hitter, returning to that lineup for HL Bourgeois. 
Outfielders, John Pearson of West Monroe. Boy, you're hearing West Monroe a lot. And the thing that you're hearing about West Monroe, so far I've given you three West Monroe players on the 5A All-State list. I've given you Brennan Eager. He's a junior. I've given you Trey Halsey. He's a sophomore. I've given you John Pearson. He's a sophomore. (laughs) And I'm going to give you one more later in the list who's also a sophomore. So West Monroe is very good and very young. They're going to be a brute in the upcoming years in the 5A ranks. But anyway, John Pearson, outfielder, first-team All-State, West Monroe. Also, uh, first-team All-State is outfielder Noah Simon of Destrahan. And then also, Walker Bazile of Brother Martin is a first-team outfielder in the 5A All-State list. Five utility players have made first-team All-State in uh, 5A. Andrew Glass of Sam Houston, Nathan Moncio of Dutchtown, Lakin Polk of Ponchatoula, Logan O'Neill of John Curtis, and Hayden Federico of West Monroe, another sophomore on the list. And not coincidentally enough, the coach of the year in 5A is Wade Simino of West Monroe. The player of the year is Gavin Gidry of Barb. All right, so let's scroll through the list here. Ian Rodrigue, honorable mention All-State in Class 5A. Ian Rodrigue, Branson Arsenal of Thibodeau, of course, Ian Rodrick also of Thibodeau. Branson Arsenal of Thibodeau, also honorable mention All-State. Ethan Lovell of Terrebonne High School, honorable mention All-State. Let's see if I could find any others on the honorable mention list here. I think that might round it out for 5A. Um, yeah, nope, one more. Gavin Vordick, HL Bourgeois, honorable mention All-State. So congratulations to them. Now the 4A list. The 4A list has a ton of local flair, as you would expect, right? I mean, you got the 4A state champion. You got the Division II state champion. You got several teams that made deep playoff pushes. Here we go. Pitchers, 4A, first team All-State, Hayden Toll of Tioga. Saw Hayden Toll last year when he was a junior. South Lafouche went out there and played at Tioga. (laughs) That dude is a monster, man. He pitched. I remember they threw Blake McGeehee in game one against South Lafouche last year. He was an Ole Miss signee. And we're leaving the park and, like, saying to ourselves, well, well God dog, you know, the, the guy that they're throwing tomorrow can't possibly be as good as McGee was. And kind of some of the parents there for Tioga were, like, kind of giggling in the corner, like, <laughs> yeah, okay, good luck with that. All told did the next day was throw, I think, six and two-thirds, gave up maybe two, three hits, one run. He was outstanding. He is first-team All-State again in 4A. Owen Schicksnyder, Vanderbilt Catholic. 11-3 and three mark this season. He's first-team All-State as a pitcher. Josh Pierce, the Delgado signee, he's first-team All-State as a pitcher. And then Aiden Leonard, who we saw with North Vermillion in the championship game, he is first-team All-State as a pitcher. Several other guys of local contingent have made first-team All-State. Let's give them to you here. Infielders, Shea Petrie, South Terrebonne, he's named to, uh, to All-State team. Tyson LeBlanc of North Vermillion is an All-State recipient. Dalton Hill of Northwood of Shreveport is an All-State infielder. And also Daniel Breard, yeah, Breard, B-R-E-A-R-D, Breard of Neville is first-team All-State as an infielder. Outfielders, there are three. Zeb Ruddle, the LSU signee of Neville, is an All-State recipient. How about Jonah Kale of South Lafouche, 398 batting average. He was a senior. He was a great player. He is first-team All-State. And then Dorian Jackson of Brobridge, we saw him in the playoffs last year when they came on take on the Tarpons. Dorian Jackson is an All-State recipient with a 436 average. Utility players, there were five. 
Tucker McCabe of Northwood of Shreveport, Jackson Martin of South Terrebonne, Eli David of Vanderbilt Catholic, Dominic Latorte of Lakeshore, and Cameron Magnum of North DeSoto. Those are your all-state first-team recipients in 4A. But then how about this, the little icing on the cake. Outstanding player in 4A, Owen Schecksneider of Vanderbilt, Coach of the Year, Mike Barba of South Terrebonne. Congratulations to Owen. Congratulations to Mike Barba. Congratulations to everybody on these great recipient or, or these great honors that you know they've earned throughout the course of the year. Honorable mention. Cole Semino of Assumption is honorable mention all state for his great work throughout the course of the year. Do share me, South Lafouche, honorable mention all state for his great season. Andon Dupree of Assumption, honorable mention all state. See, I know that there's got to be another few. Dominic Archilla, Vanderbilt Catholic, honorable mention all state. Reese Turner of Assumption. Honorable mention All-State. Sage Revere of Assumption, Honorable Mention All-State. Christian Arsenault of South Terrebonne also gets Honorable Mention recognition. Wes Alamo of South Lafouche earns the same. So congratulations to those guys for all taking All-State Honorable Mention honors. Now, let's go to 3A, where again, you got Lutcher, Berwick, E.D. White, all these great local teams, and we rattle off the list for you there because there's a lot of locals. First team All-State in Class 3A, Marshall Luquette of Lutcher, Cameron Sundstrom of University. These are pitchers, by the way. Marshall Luquette and Cameron Sundstrom of University pitcher. Also a pitcher, Hayden Robinson of Berwick and, and Tyler Weimer of E.D. White. Those are the four pitchers on the first team All-State list. Catcher, Jake LaRocca of St. Louis. Infielders, there are four. Joe Cochran of West Feliciana, Luke Zarang of Berwick, Tyler Lajani of Iota, and Nick Deptulin of Iota. Boy, Nick Deptulin had a 505 batting average on the year. What a year that was. Outfielders, there are three. Caleb Stelly of Parkview Baptist, Brock Luquette of Lutcher, Crubella of Berwick. And then the utility players, there are five. Brady Parker of Grant High School, <clears throat> Noah Detillier of Lutcher, Clay Menard of Berwick, Sterling Sims of Sterlington, and Cole Thompson of Sterlington. Outstanding player of the year, Marshall Luquette of Lutcher. Coach of the year, Ryan Jensen of Lutcher. Lutcher is going to be ridiculously good in the next few years. They just won the state championship. Their state player of the year is a damn ninth grader. And then another All-State recipient for them is a sophomore. They are going to be in great position for years to come. Honorable mention all state recognition goes to, let's see, Dawson Richard of Berwick. Huh, who else we got here on the list? Mason Johnston of Berwick, Cohen Veron of Lutcher, Ethan Lee of E.D. White, Brennan Gobert of E.D. White, and then Carter Poche of Lutcher. Congratulations to all of those guys for earning all state recognition. Class 1A, where we've got a couple of locals who have also earned spots on the team. Four pitchers in the 4A All-State team. Garrett Taylor of St. Frederick, Carter Gates of Wachita Christian, Devin David of Grand Lake, Connor Mathern of Covenant Christian. Congratulations, Connor. CCA guy, local product, earns first team All-State in his senior season. Thomas Marsala is the first team All-State catcher in 1A. He's of St. Frederick. Infielders, we've got four. Caden Flowers of Calvary, Tanner Duff of Oak Grove, J.T. Tuton of Covenant Christian, and then Caleb O'Conn of Central Catholic of Morgan City. Congratulations to J.T. and Caleb, local guys earning all-state recognition. 
Outfielders, we've got one, two, three outfielders. Aubrey Hermes of Calvary, Ty um, SJ of Central Catholic of Morgan City, and Mark Collins of Opelousas Catholic. We've got utility players. we got a bunch. Five, Zach White of Wachita Christian, Garrett Walker of Grand Lake, Connor Esche of Catholic of Point Coupee, Bryce Leonard of Ascension Catholic, and Brooks Leonard of Ascension Catholic. Congratulations to all of them. Thomas Marcella of St. Frederick is the player of the year. Jason Legg of Calvary is the coach of the year. Now let's get you some honorable mention guys here on the list. Let's see. We've got, uh, scrolling through the list, we got Lex Melisov of Ascension Catholic. What a player he is. Then we've got Peyton Trosclair of, of CCA. So those are your all-state honorees in the respective Louisiana classifications. I'll comb very quickly through 2A because I am forgetting that Homer Christian is now a 2A school. Um, they didn't have anyone on the first team. Let's see if Homer Christian. Yeah, here we go. I'm glad that I looked because I didn't want to leave anybody out. Hayden Blanchard of Homer Christian is honorable mention all state. Congratulations to him on a great season. And then let's see. I think that'll be the only recipient. Yep. So that's the only player that Homer Christian had on the all state list. But those are your all state baseball teams and your local contingent was strong after a wonderful high school baseball season let's catch a break when we get back it's play by play we're going down the bayou to south lafouche we're having their defensive coordinator bryce gidry on the line young coach fiery coach and i know he's ready for football it's play by play we'll be right back after this quick commercial break it's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your love ones go without this hurricane season well this year go with industrial power systems your only local power generation professional serving lafouche for over 18 years we offer sales service installation and maintenance on all major brands of residential commercial industrial and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry generac cola briggs and stratton cummins onan and many more industrial power systems power is our middle name call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in galliano Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Yep, it's that time of year, Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo, coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach 
Vista Healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Welcome back to play-by-play here on KLEB. Hope you guys are enjoying your Tuesday morning. We go to the phone lines for the first time today, and we have Bryce Guidry, the defensive coordinator of South Lafouche High School football on the line. Coach Bryce, good morning, buddy. How are you today, man? Good morning, Casey. I'm doing well, man. How are you? We're doing fine, my friend. Uh, You guys are fresh off of your spring football season, and you're doing some summer stuff, some seven-on-seven stuff, and then also hitting the weight room and was talking to B.J. Young yesterday about the offseason, and he said he thought everything was going pretty good, but you guys still got some work to do. Uh, add to that, how are things going over right now at South Lafouche Football? Yeah, man, I think uh, I think we had a really good spring. Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you may notice more than me, but I think we only have like two return stars or maybe three. So, you know, there were some young guys in there and uh, that didn't really get the chance to – play on Friday nights last year, but, uh, you know, a lot of kids stepped up to the challenge. You know, the ones that we needed to stepped up, and, uh, you know, we still have some spots where we need to get a little bit better at uh, talking defensively, but uh, we feel that we made some changes, and uh, that's going to help us out. But, um, I mean, the attitude of the kids right now, it's going really well, Casey. Um, You know, they're they're hard workers, for sure. uh, They're not scared to work hard. And uh, they listen. There's no really bad attitudes on the team. Um, and I'm very excited for this summer because it's a big summer for us. Uh, like I said, we don't have that much experience. So we need to get bigger, faster, strong in the weight room for sure. And uh, I-, I think we're going to be okay, man. First off season for you as the defensive coordinator. First off, congratulations. That's very well deserved. And talk about what that transition's like. You know, being a position coach is one thing, but now being a you know, in charge of a whole side of the ball, that's a whole nother thing. I know you take a lot of pride and you love what you do, but what's that process been like over the last couple months? Yeah, well, I appreciate that, Casey. Uh, man, it's, it's been it's been awesome, you know, to be honest. I, uh, you know, that was always the goal for sure, you know, the next step. And, uh, you know, Coach Young trusted me and giving me the defense. And, I mean, I, I work with some great guys. You know, hats off the – Coach Galjur, Coach Sanimo, Coach Gaspard, you know, they are on the defense side of the ball with me. You know, I trust them guys wholeheartedly. You know, I let them do their thing, coach their guys. And, uh, you know, I can't act for better. Uh, coaches with me on the defense side of the ball. Um, but it took some adjusting. Um, you know, I'm still young and uh, kind of had to grow up a little bit quicker, you know, than I thought. But that's fine with me, you know. Um, I'm all about, you know, getting the challenge and, uh you know, hopefully I can overcome this challenge and, you know, do okay and do what's right for the kids and, you know, what's right for the community. But it's been going well so far. You know, I think the kids are taken to uh, our system now and, you know, they play hard. You know, that's the, that's the first thing that I told them. I said, guys, I said, you know, I know it's going to be a little bit different scheme-wise and things like that. But as long as you give me a 1,000% effort, that's all I ask for. You know, and that's what we saw in the spring, you know, flying around to the ball, 
And, you know, they were just listening and, you know, doing the absolute most they can. You know, and that's all we can ask for. And, uh, you know, just to say it again, you know, I couldn't do without uh, Coach Sanamo, Coach Galjor, and Coach Gaspar on the defensive side of the ball for sure. But uh, it's, it's a good experience so far, man. Very good, man. And, and in terms of, you know, what position group you're most pleased with, maybe I know Coach Young has been saying throughout the offseason, hey, man, we got some big dudes up front. You know, he's, he's really happy with the defensive line. You know, said maybe a little younger in the secondary. Uh, where are some areas you guys are trying to build that depth uh, before the season starts? Uh, our, our depths, uh, we need to work on it in the uh, linebacker position. Um, kind of, I mean, last year we lost, you know, Hunter Conley, Wes Alamo, Darren Ducey. So, you know, that's a big point where we need to work on. And, I mean, the guys that, you know, are there right now are getting better. You know, you have Blaze Bill, he's a senior. Uh, he didn't get, you know, too much playing time last year, but, you know, he's understanding it a little more. And then we got a newcomer in Max Vedros. You know, he's a young kid. He's going to be a junior, but, you know, he's rough, you know, and he listens and he wants to be good. And, you know, that that's all you can ask from these kids. Uh, Kobe Bruce, you know, young guys, but, you know, they'll get their shot to prove to us that, uh, you know, they can roll. But linebacker for sure right now is uh, a point of emphasis for sure. Very good. And in terms of the other side of the ball, you know, you guys have been practicing against that Tarpon offense throughout the spring. And, you know, BJ said, hey, man, look, we're young. We're, you know, the same situation as the defense, replacing a ton of starters and everything of the sort. But, you know, he thinks they could get there. He thinks that they got, you know, a group that, that could score some points. And, you know, obviously he's going to scheme them up. He's got so many, you know, plays and different things. How'd the offense look throughout the spring? Yeah, man, I think, uh, I think the same thing, uh, with us. I think, uh, you know, very young on that side of the ball as well, but you still have playmakers all over the field. You know, you got Jacob Curall, Hayden Colley, Camden Burr stepping up. Um, and you got the little Josh Mack kid. You know, he came in as an eighth grader and went to McDonald 35, and he wasn't scared of crap. You know, that's what that's the type of kids you need on your team. And um, up front, we huge, man, huge up front. And we getting better. Uh, yesterday, me and Coach Brody, kind of had to, you know, we were feeling sorry for ourselves, the, the big boys, the linemen. So we kind of had to get it out of them. And we just tell them, man, y'all have so much potential. Y'all so big, but you got to put in the work. You got to put in the work. You got to be mean. We got to be mean. And we got to be tough. We got to be mentally tough and we got to be physically tough. And, uh, you know, offensively, I think we're going to be okay. You know, whatever, it don't matter what players we have or who's where, you know, Coach Young is going to put them in the right spot and set them up for success, you know. I'm always confident with Coach Young calling the plays. No doubt about that. Look, man, you you were a former lineman, and I know that you take pride in you know, getting those guys bigger and stronger in the weight room. Have the Tarpons been making some gains? But look, dude, I was on campus yesterday. Some of those guys look bigger and thicker, and, like, some of the things you guys are doing seem to be paying off. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they they take into the program, Casey. That's the big thing. They're buying in, and they're coming in every day. They're punching that clock. And, you know, Coach Young got our workout. And, I mean, the kids are doing it. The kids are doing very well with it. You know, they, they're making strides. You know, we kind of took a hit with not being able to work, work out in season um, with a weight room and everything. But we're we getting back to where we need to be, you know, getting stronger, getting faster. And I think we'll be okay, man. The kids are going to come around for sure. It was a good season last year, but it was not a season that I'm sure you guys are fully satisfied with because you guys don't want to just be the team that makes the playoffs. You want to win a couple games and make that run while there. 
How do you guys sustain that? Okay, because you know, in years past, and you know this, you you study the program as much as I do. There's been a really good season, and then a lull for a year or two, then another really good season, and maybe a lull for a year or two. How do you guys raise that floor to where hey, there are not any lulls, and that just every year consistently, you guys are in the postseason? Right. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a thing ever since I've been around. You know, I've been a part of in a three-year span in my high school career here. I've been a part of a district championship team, but I've also been a part of a team that went three and seven. Um, so, you know, that happens. But the biggest thing is buy-in, Casey. Buy-in from from the Bantam to the middle school and when they get to us. You got We got to bring back to the South Coast community people wanting to be South Coast Tarpons. You know, and um, that how you do that, you, you keep – Coach Young around for a long time because he's a dang good coach, and I think he will be around around for a long time. And he's going to break um, that kind of thing we're in now. Um, so just commitment, buy-in, and you know, building tradition. You know, that, that was part of our problem the last few years. We kind of had too many head coaches come in and out, and you can't build a tradition like that, man. You can't build. Um, you know, success that way. Yeah, you, you can have one or two years here where you just get freak athletes like we do and then make a run. But for us to be consistent, we need to, you know, have the coaches stick around and not just, you know, a head coach. We need to have all our assistant coaches come back and, and stay in the program and build something great, which I think we're building something great here at Salafush right now. And that's what I try to tell, you know, everybody in the community, try to, you know, Talk to the younger kids. I went to LCO's practice the other day. And, you know, just come out. Just come try to be a part of something special. And um, But I think that's the biggest thing, though, Casey. Buy in and, uh, you know, staying here and trying to build a tradition for sure. Yeah, no doubt. That's very well said. And, look, man, I, I'll, I'll you know share a little secret with the radio listeners right now. I remember – LCO was about to play, I believe, Lockport, and you and I were both there, and I remember telling you, I said, hey, dude, there's some dudes on this field or about to be on this field that are going to play for y'all next year. Sure enough, based on what some of the things BJ's telling me, that's exactly what's happened, man. You guys got a ninth-grade group that's coming up that has a chance to be special with some guys perhaps even seeing some varsity time next year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I remember our last time on the radio – uh, we talked about the few kids, like uh, Landon Jarvis, Landon Dardar. You know, that's all kids. And Josh Mack, you know, I mean, they came in and fearless, man. Just they weren't scared of anything. You know, they went they went up against the seniors and they didn't back down. And, uh, you know, they're, they're a very athletic group, but they're also a very tough group, you know, both from LCO and go to Meta. And I think they're going to have a very bright future here at South Fools if they all continue to play. And, uh, you know, we're going to try like hell to make sure that happens for sure. Talk about how important it is. Because I know that this is a big part of, of what, what you do. How important it is to be a presence not just on the football field, Bryce, but be a presence in the hall, be a presence at recess, be a presence during lunch. And, like, to let them know, hey, look, I don't just have your back from, you know, 2.30 to 4.30 when we're practicing. I've got your back all of the time. I know you guys recruit the halls very strong. Talk about how important that is to let them know, hey, I always got you, bro. I'm always here. Right. Now, that's, that's you know, extremely important. You know, you have to be outside. I try to tell the kids all the time, look, man, I'm going to be a pain in your butt during 2.30 to 
I will. You may not like me all that much, but when we're in the halls, we can kick it. You can chill. If you got something you need to tell me, are you going through stuff, man, come talk to me. And that's what we all trying to do here. You know, every coach that's on campus, you know, we have an open door policy. If you need something, come talk to us. You know, we see them in the hall, play around with them, uh, you know, dab them up. They all love that, man. And they know that we love them. And that makes them play harder for us. And I think that's, you know, that's part of the the thing we're building that's special here, you know, that bond between players and coaches, you know, because they, they, they have to know when you mean business, but also they they need to know that you love them, you know, and that you respect them. And I, I think that's what's going on here at Salafouche for sure. Very good. Well, look, Bryce, we thank you so much for the time, buddy. We'll chat again soon. Okay, great job as always. All right, my brother. See you. Yep, that is Coach Bryce Gidry with South Lafouche doing an excellent job as always. Look, man, I, I know I've talked about this before, and if it's if it's starting to sound like a broken record, my bad. I couldn't be prouder of the guys like Bryce, the guys like, you know, Keegan at LCO, the guys like Derek at Golden Meadow, um, the guys like, you know, Coach Galjor and, and Coach Brody Williams and, you know, Mason Boudreaux and these younger guys, these guys that are younger than me. And I'm not that old to begin with. You know, I'm just in my early 30s. These guys that are younger than I am who are saying, you know what? We're going to go ahead and plant some roots here on this bayou. And we're going to inspire these kids. We're going to coach these kids. And they're building things up. Just look at LCO. They've got, you know, 60, 70 plus football players. That's going to pay dividends, right? Like even if they only keep 55 or 60 of those kids to the season, that's a huge roster. Like they're going to be... 4A high schools that won't have that many players. And then what that does is that teach, teaches them the discipline of, hey, going to practice every day, working hard and teaching the fundamentals so that when they get to South Lafouche, they'll already be able to play a little bit. And we're going to see that this coming year. Like the Jarvis kid and, you know, Landon Dardar and these other, like they're going to play varsity as freshmen. And the reason for that is because they were taught the right way at middle school so now they know what's expected of them, and they could just go be athletes, and they could just go cause chaos, go tackle somebody, go run the football and make a first down. Like they, all of the teaching and all the, the the nervous energy, that's all out of the way because, as Keegan has said, you know, Coach Keegan Pokey has said whenever he's come on play-by-play, he's trying to build LCO almost as like a little mini high school out there. And I respect the heck out of those young men who have done, and I consider them all friends, who have all done wonderful things to help, um, you know, mold the youth in the, our community. You're making a big time difference, helping, uh, you know, these kids be ready for high school, <laughs> and then once they're in high school, to do the best to their abilities. And it's just awesome to see. It's been a turnaround in momentum, as I got to tell you. A decade ago, it wasn't that way. A decade ago, the middle school programs were just kind of drab, and you know, they didn't have a whole lot of life, and the numbers were down. Well, that momentum has certainly reversed in a big way. And I'm so, so happy and, and, and proud to call those dudes, you know, some of my homies. Let's catch a break. It's play-by-play when we get back. We're going to go to Andrew Kaiwet of HL Bourgeois. They're doing a wonderful job out there with their boys' basketball program, trying to get themselves back into the playoffs after a down year or two. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. 
Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information quality health care locally for you okay people summer's here you know what that means oh, we could, we could fly. yeah it's time to make a splash at hurricane harbor splash town race down an epic slide float down the lazy river and catch a few waves it's time to soak up some sun hungry bite into a serious burger want to make a few memories just add water remember this is your summer this is hurricane harbor and it's better than ever Tickets starting at just $34.99 at SixFlags.com. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. We thank Coach Bryce Gidry of South Lafouche Football for his time in the last segment. Now we go to HL Bourgeois and make a trip to the reservation where we have Coach Andrew Kiowet, the boys' basketball coach and athletic director out there. Coach Kiowet, good afternoon, my friend. How are you today? Great, Casey. How are you? Doing fine, buddy. Uh, had the privilege of watching you guys play on Saturday. I got to tell you, man, and heck, we talked about this after your game, an exciting bunch to watch, a group that goes uh, – 120% at all times, man. They play hard, they play fast, and they're, they're a super exciting team to watch. I know you got to be happy. Oh, yeah. Uh, look, we've struggled the last couple of years. I didn't think we were real far away two years ago. Last year, I thought we were athletic, but we didn't have a whole lot of basketball players. And uh, we got a, a big influx of talent. Uh, we got... We have four freshmen that you saw the other day play out of a 10-man squad. So I'd say we definitely have four varsity players right now that are in the freshman class. And uh, we we got a couple of – we got three transfers in. One came in from Texas, and uh, and a couple came in from uh, – one from New Orleans, one from a local area. So, I mean, seven new varsity players probably out of a 12-man squad 
So uh, they're all super athletic. They all understand the game, and they're a really fun group to coach. And, and look, and we got a long way to go. We got a lot to improve on, a lot of learning to do. And uh, but it's going to be, you know, as a coach, I think you get excited when when you see light bulbs go off in kids. And uh, I think we're going to see a lot of light bulbs go off on kids this year. You know, is it almost a situation where at times, like usually the instinct for a coach is telling kids to like, you know, speed up and play with maybe a little more tempo. Is it almost a situation with you all where sometimes you're having to slow them down? Because at times you guys were, you know, almost playing too fast and were kind of turning it over because the kids were playing so damn hard that, you know, they just couldn't slow themselves down. How do you, you know, kind of get them to play with that athleticism, but also get them to play under control? I think that's that's still, you know, preaching to them and, and you know, uh, talking to them about different things. You know, it's not, and it's not every kid that you have to slow down because some, some kids, like, like a Chris Coleman, who's an experienced guy for us, he can play at a high level of speed and still maintain his control. We have a couple of young freshmen that can play under control, and then we have some guys, including some older guys, that just play out of control as far as speed goes. So, uh, so I mean, it just it's just a, a you know a catch twenty two. But listen, I'd rather I'd rather have to slow kids down than speed them. Sure, up. yeah, sure. no no doubt about that. And one thing about your team coach is like. I'm trying to think of the way to say it. You guys aren't like big. You don't have like a six seven, but you guys aren't necessarily small either. Because you got a bunch of guys with some length and some long arms. Guys are about six two or whatever it may be. So you got a little bit of size. You just don't have that one big center, so to speak. Right. We got you know we got a couple of kids that six two six three, but most of them are really skinny. We have we have a young post guy uh, who's going to do a real good job for us. It's more like six foot but he's got a little bit of weight to him. We had another, uh, you know, probably 5'9", five, 5'10", five, guy. And, uh, when we went to the state championship, our four-man was 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, but we had a six-six shot blocker to go with him, too. So, yeah, it'd be nice if we could get that one. One of those young freshmen you saw, um, he's probably 6'2"-ish, and he's long, and he's got a little bit of weight to him. And, uh, man, he's got an enormous foot. And his dad's about six five, six six. So we're really hoping that he grows a little bit for us. And, and and I told him, and I told his dad, with all due respect, you don't know what's going on yet, and uh, and you're doing some good things for us. So I said, when you, you know, when we get to the month of July and we got more time to do some individual work, I really see that kid growing a lot as far as knowledge of the game. And I, I think, you know, I think he's a kid that's going to be able to contribute. Uh, really good quality minutes for us by the time district rolls around. I got to tell you, what's going to be exciting the most for you know just us fans is you know last year the 5A district was maybe a touchdown. Hanville wasn't as good as they were the year prior. Destran and East St. John were they were there, but the Bayou kind of lagged behind because you guys were young. I've seen a lot of you all play now over the summer. Everybody has gotten better. The floor is going to be raised on that district. The game is going to be much more. Uh, competitive and played at a much higher level. It's going to be a fun district this year. Yeah, look, I think, like, uh, to, to tell you that example, I think, like, Coach Latin and Central did a great job last year, and he and I were probably about the same age, and, and I thought their team improved so much through the course of the year, and, and people don't give Henry enough credit. He's a heck of a coach. Uh, Central of is going to be a lot better. You know, uh, Coach Williams at Terramont tried to change a lot of things when he came in. 
and sometimes that's not well receptive. And but in the long run, it is. And and he's a good coach, and, and they're going to do a heck of a job, you know. And 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 like you said, and and, and look, I I have more respect probably for Tony Clark than any coach in our area. And, and I don't care what you give Thibodeau. And they got some good young talent and good young guards. You give Tony anything, and he's going to do a great job with it. So, so yeah, I do agree. I think I think our, our 5A area is going to be much better. And a lot of the teams in the area, you know, including teams like Vanderbilt and teams like that, they're going to be so much better. So, so I, I think I think fans are going to get a lot of a lot get to see a lot of good basketball in our area this year. Yep, I agree. One thing that I noticed, Coach, and maybe it's just because there are fewer people in the gym, but tell me if you think that I'm right on this. Um, I think that your your son is getting more comfortable in his role as an assistant coach. Man, he was coaching super hard this weekend, and it made me happy and proud. I was like, man, hey, he's kind of getting in you know the hang of this thing. Not that he was a bad coach before. That's not what I'm saying. But you could just see that he's kind of growing more comfortable. He was giving instruction, and I know as a dad, that's got to make you proud to see, hey, man, he's, he's starting to feel more comfortable in this role. Yeah, I think I think he uh, I think he did a, has done a good job for us all along. But I, I think, like you said, he's made he's made big, huge strides. Uh, and I told my wife she hadn't seen us play yet this summer, and I told her that I said Drew is Drew's got to be a heck of a weapon for us on the bench. And uh, look, I, we're having practice, you know, about to start practice. He's taken over a lot of things, which is great for me and it's good for him. He's he's running practices a lot more now. So I think, and then too, you know, look, he's 28 years old. So I think some of that is he's just further removed from the kids. Yeah. So whereas before when he first came in four years ago, I mean, he's a 24-year-old guy. He's still a little bit immature. He's still a little bit too close to the age. They think they can take advantage of him a little bit, and you don't see that anymore. And uh, I, so I think, I think just time has helped him a lot. He he's the guy, just like what I used to be. He uh, he's uh, you know always looking to improve, always you know. And coaches today have such an advantage of when I was starting. You know, you got you got so many uh, places to go for knowledge and things. You got different clinics to go to, which we which we had. But you you you're touching a button away because of the internet and YouTube and things like that. So. If you want to do just a little bit of a tweak on a rebounding drill, let's say, you can just go to YouTube and you can find something that changes what you're doing just a little bit but emphasizes the points that you do. So I mean, it's it's made it it's made it such so much of more of a a shareable, stealable type thing and I always say that and and old coaches always say that good coaches are, are the best thieves in the world. Because we we find something we like. Hell, if I'm if I'm scouting Hornville coming up, and I like a set that they run, and we may implement it in the long run. Uh, you know, so I mean, it's it's just a it's just a great thing, and you you see things in our sport, and I guess all sports being cyclical. And I mean, that's that's our talent right now. I mean, we're loaded with talent right now, and supposedly the the next year class coming to us is really good again. And supposedly people tell me the class two years from now is the class that I've been waiting for for 10 years. The kids that are going in the seventh grade right now are supposed to be super loaded. So, I mean, everything's cyclical, and that's what makes it fun. 
It makes it, it gets you through the hard times of what we've struggled through the last couple of years because you knew if you kept plugging away and plugging away and plugging away, things were going to change. And, and look, talent's one thing, but so far in just a short period of time that I've started dealing with these newer guys to our program in the last month, I mean, they seem to be great, great kids. They've been open to everything we pushed at them. And, uh, you know, I, I just, it's going to be a fun, fun couple of years for us, for sure. Very, very good. Coach, um, you said earlier in the interview, hey, man, you know, we've got a little ways to go. What are some facets and some areas of the game that you guys are going to be hammering in on here in the next couple of weeks to try to, you know, uh, polish some things up? Well, one of the things is we don't, we, uh, we, we're so small, as you alluded to earlier. Uh, you know, we, we have to do a better job of getting board work. And, and look, and that board work may not be in a traditional way. Uh, we're so small and quick that what we've been trying to preach to them is get sight, make a step. If they come, make contact, and now go attack it and go grab it. And, and look, we're going to get a lot of rebounds way below the rim. We're going to get a lot of rebounds, loose ball rebounds on the floor. But we're so quick that we have to be in attack mode and all the time. And I tell the kids all the time, I say, our advantage is speed and quickness. So if we don't play every aspect of the game in speed and quickness, and yet, like you said before, maintain that, um, maintain composure and, and the ability to still accomplish things, then, then, you know, you're, you're, you're wasting your speed. And, uh, one of the things is we just don't, we don't know how to trap yet. And we don't, we don't understand that you're not trying to make a steal off of a trap. If, if you're trying to make a steal off of a trap, that team is terrible that you're playing. If I'm bringing two guys to the ball and we consistently keep making steal after steal after steal, we don't even need the trap because they're bad and they're just going to give us the ball. What you're trying to do in a trap, in my opinion, against a quality team is you're trying to come into them hard and tight and you're trying to create a bad pass out of them. You know, a floated pass, a, 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 a thrown away pass, something like that. And you want your speed and quickness to rely on going get that interception. And, uh, so one of the things we're working on today, we're about to, uh, we're about to get up and down the court and, uh, we're going to work on, you're going to score points by your team. But if you achieve a perfect trap, then you're going to get so many points out of that. And, and I think that's the way you got to make everything competitive to kids. And the more you can make competitive, I think the better off you are because they're going to put more effort into it. And obviously when they're putting effort, they're going to learn the most that way. Yep, very good. Well, look, Coach, we thank you so much for the time. As always, keep up the good work, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep, that is Coach Andrew Kiwa with HL Bourgeois. Man, they are good. And and he was mentioning earlier in the interview, hey, I've got some 8th graders and some 7th graders that I hear are pretty good. Um, I vouch for you, Coach Kiwa. I could attest to that. I second that motion. I don't know where the kids live, so I can't, you know, confirm that they'll all go to HL Bourgeois, but I know that they are some really, really good 7th and 8th grade players in this area, and if HL Bourgeois gets a handful of them and adds that to what their ninth grade, oh my goodness, they're going to be on a run uh, for the next couple years, as he said, so Coach Kai Wett and his crew are in a good position. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going, man, we're just kind of going all over the area today, aren't we? We are going from... South Lafouche to HL Bourgeois, and then now from HL Bourgeois to Thibodeau, where we'll have Nick Sinak on the line talking about 
The Lady Cardinals have E.D. White and some of the things that Coach Snack is looking to get accomplished in his first offseason with a new team. It's play-by-play. -play. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too. Through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call state farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. Welcome back to Play-By-Play Play here on KLEB. Hope everybody is having a wonderful day today. Let's thank some of our sponsors, and then we'll get back to the phone lines. How about the Blue Boot Rodeo? The 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo will be held on July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. Also want to thank Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Do friend building materials. Got you covered for all your roofing needs. Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. How about Buzz Off? The only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And then Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. We go to the phone lines for our next call-in guest of the show, which is Nick Snack with E.D. White Girls Basketball. Coach Snack, good afternoon, buddy. How are you today? Doing great, Casey. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, man. Look, it's a, a, a new time for you, uh, coaching a new program. It's your first offseason with the E.D. White ladies. How have things been going so far, man? Um, they've been going well. It's been a very uh, smooth transition thus far, um, you know, with me getting the job a little bit later uh, in the process, I guess, a little bit closer to May. 
definitely had to hit the ground running. Uh, we were prepared, but um, I've had limited time with the girls, man. They've been incredible. We've been working every day that we get the opportunity. Last week, I, I come down with COVID right in the middle of our summer work and uh, kind of had to take a week off, and we're just getting back into it. We have a summer league game tonight, but it's been incredible, man. The, the, the whole E.D. White community has been very welcoming. Uh, you know, the faculty, the staff, the parents, the kids, I mean, they've really welcomed me with open arms, and I'm very appreciative of that. There's so much momentum there. And, and actually, Brian Colley and I were talking about this yesterday, is that, okay, you know, football has the great success, and then I think that girls basketball and baseball both made really good hires, and boys basketball is a good steady program there. And, you know, more important than that, you know, I go on campus over the weekend and, and see the weight room for the first time. It's beautiful, state-of-the-art, college-level facility. And then, you know, I go there uh, Wednesday for, you know, just the regular summer league, and there are football players and track athletes getting work in on their own time, just running on the track or, you know, backpedaling. Or Saturday, the same thing, kids running around campus. And, like, there's so much momentum, and kids there want to better themselves, and they're doing it, from what I've seen, without the coaches even being present. Like, it just feels like there's so much positive uh, mojo right there on campus right now. No, absolutely. And, um, you know, this week I think was the first time I really got to experience the whole uh, summer workout program and everything with CORE and them coming in and, and working out on Tuesdays and Thursdays. I lost count. There, there's hundreds of kids on campus. I mean, everybody's involved in the weight program. Uh, people want to get better. And like you said, I, I drove by on campus a few days ago and uh, in the afternoon, and it wasn't anything coordinated, but there were kids out there. They were working. Um, and I think it's just the standard. They're starting to see – that, um, you know, this process is worth it. It's starting to pay off. You know, the teams, I mean, really all the sports track had a really good run this year, football, basketball, baseball. And um, I think the kids are seeing the success and they're wanting to continue on. They see that such a, a pivotal part of it is, is the weight room and just putting in that extra work. And uh, it's contagious, you know, and, and being around these kids, it's not like a, uh, you know, working out and coming and putting extra work in is not like a, I don't know. It's the standard. You know what I'm saying? They they understand it's what it takes, and I'm I'm I, that's how I am. That's how I'm built. So I think it's a it's a glove and hand fit for me for sure. Most of the time, when someone is taking over a program as a first year coach, they're taking over a team that was like six and twenty six, and they like removed their coach. That wasn't the situation here at EDY. They had a great year last year. Won a district championship, made the playoffs, whatever it may be. So you're taking over a foundation that already is, is pretty secure and pretty strong, and I know that's got to make you feel awfully comfortable. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's just a testament to how uh, you know great of a job Coach Zerang did prior, uh, Coach Marcy Zerang, and, and even what uh, Coach Darren Fonts had done before her. Uh, there hasn't been a lot of turnover with this basketball program, and I, I think that that was something that really attracted me to it. Uh, there are a lot of kids that um, – you know, just continuously come through. And look, we're going to have our lumps. We graduated six seniors, um, and, and we know it's going to be it's going to be a job to try to get back to that. You know, where they were last year because they did win twenty games. They did make it to the quarterfinals. Um, but we have some good young kids. We got some kids, like I said before, that really want to work. They're putting in the extra time outside of the you know two hour practices that we have. Um, but I just think it's just. It's just something about it. It's a special place. It really is. And, and, and I think that Coach Zerang did a really good job of laying that foundation. The kids have totally bought into it. And, I mean, I came in, and it's just my job's been – I'm not going to say it's been easy, but it's the – you know, the senior group, It's they, they're leaders. There's a lot of leadership. They know the standard. They know what it takes. They know what they need, what, what needs to be done, and things just happen, you know. And um, I've been very grateful of that. And, and absolutely, you know, we're, we're coming in. 
Uh, there's going to be some expectations for sure, you know, with them being so successful in the, you know, recent memory. Um, so we're definitely going to have to work to keep keep that standard rolling. So let me ask you this. One of the things that I think you always did so well at uh, South Terrebonne was I think you always scheduled super well. You scheduled yourself some games where you guys could get some points, and I think that that helped you know, in terms of postseason positioning and everything. Now, you're not in 4A. You're in Division Two, and you're a 3A school in Division Two where – there may be some other opportunities to earn some points playing 4A and 5A schools or whatever. Has your scheduling strategy changed in terms of, you know, going from one program to the next? Yeah, I mean, definitely. Um, you know, I am coming in at, at, in this first year. Um, you know, Coach Narang had actually put a, a good piece of the schedule together. I did have a little bit of freedom as far as scheduling. Uh, but, you know, I was going to honor what she had already agreed to. So, I think maybe the next year we'll really see my schedule put together, but I really like what we have on paper now. Um, I do think it's going to be you got to be a little more creative, um, and then of course with the with the big news of last week of a lot of these schools possibly going to be now select schools that weren't before uh, in the future. You know, it's going to make the playoffs even more interesting. So um, I think scheduling is going to be a pivotal part of what we do. Uh, but at the end of the day, we just got to go out and perform and. Uh, you know, take care of the business as it is uh, on paper. That was the next question I was going to ask, right? Because you've seen it from both sides of the fence. You were an athletic dire- or a co-athletic director at a 4A public school that's a pure community school. You guys get the kids from Berg and, you know, the surrounding areas, and that's it. Now you're at E.D. White where it's a little bit of a different situation where, you know, there are some kids from outside of Thibodeau who could potentially go there. And the LHSA did make those, you know, those rulings and everything. What are your thoughts as you're seeing that be put in place? Yeah, I mean, you know, you and I have talked about this before. You know, my thoughts on you know coming back together as far as uh, select and non-select, and you know, I think it's just a push um, to really try to bring everybody back together. I think that's what it is. I mean, it's gotten to a point now. I looked at a lot of those teams that are now quote unquote select schools. There's almost more select schools than there are non-select yeah. at this point. So um, I, I think it's just a push by the state to try to bring everybody back together. I mean. I think the biggest issue that stands in the way is is the attendance zones. You know, I mean, you just go to some places, some parishes have attendance zones, and some don't. So um, I, I think the only true way that you can make it a quote-unquote even playing field is just not to have attendance zones at all. And I don't think that that's ever going to happen. So, um, you know, we'll see. I, you know, I know I'm going from, like I said, going from a public school to now with a private school. It's just a completely different animal, completely different beast, and um you know, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll take it as it goes. I, I, you know, talking to some of the coaches at EDY, we're excited about it. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play it as it comes. You got to learn a whole new district. You know, I know at South Terrebonne, you know, you had gotten familiar with, you know, Ellender and South Lafouche and Assumption, and there wasn't a whole lot of coaching turnover. Well, now more recently there has been. But now you're learning a whole new district, and a district that kind of extends beyond the Bayou region in some respects. Do you do some of that legwork now, or is it a situation where just over this, oh, you know, the beginning portion of the season, you're going to go scout everybody? Yeah. Um, so in the past few years, I mean, we've actually branched out a lot and and played a lot of these teams in this particular district. You know, we went out and scrimmaged Patterson last year. We had Berwick on the schedule last year. You know, we played St. James in in the past. Um, I mean, Lutcher's not in the district anymore, but we were familiar with them as well. So, I mean, we, we've had the opportunity to really get out and play some of these teams. So there's some familiarity. I actually know some of the coaches pretty well. Um, so that, that, that's not going to be too much uh, of a transition there. Um, and it was funny. I had somebody ask me the other day, like, all right, so you're not in that, 
that 4A district anymore. Are you scheduling Ellender? I'm like, why would I want to schedule Ellender if I don't have to play Ellender? Right? We were laughing about it. It's like the first year I don't have to play them. Right? Um, but no, man. And, and and I've actually I had two uh, two of the coaches in the district actually reach out to me already, and you know they've been very welcoming, and that's great. I'm, I'm excited to get to get to work and really get to know these guys and and, and gals and. Um, it's just a, it's a completely different world, though, I could tell you, from playing in that 4A district with your Ellenders, your South Lafouches, your Vanderbilts, and going into this one, just a completely different ball game. going from 4A to 3A, completely different ball game. Um, you know, it, it, it's a good thing for me as well. I mean, I, I'm, I'm excited about the challenge and the opportunity to go, and I mean, that's something that a lot of the girls on the team talked about. I mean, we, we want to win district championships. You know, Edie White, uh, over the last 20 years, we've won 11 district championships. So, I mean, that's a standard. That's something that we're definitely trying to continue and do uh, moving forward. So, uh, like I said, we're going to hit the ground run and we'll be ready to roll. Very, very good. Coach, before we let you go, is there any one facet of the game that right now you guys are focusing in on and saying, hey, we've got to get better at this or just kind of, you know, all around trying to get better in all areas? We're trying to get better everywhere, man. And it kills me at the end of every practice. Like, if I could, I'd practice for four or five hours a day, but I just know that that's not realistic. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, there's so much we need to work on in so many different areas. Uh, we spent the first two or three weeks really, really focusing on defense, trying to you know understand man concepts and getting to our zone and stuff like that, while sprinkling in some some offensive things as well. But then we also need to work on a lot of skills. So, you know, it's just trying to really time manage and 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 you know divvy up what we need to get better at because it's really a lot of different areas. But uh, they're they're definitely taking on the challenge, and we've done well, and and it's it's been a great process so far. Is there any chance for Boston to win two straight against Golden State, or is this thing over? Because, look, I, I think that the Celtics maybe have a more talented team, right? They're longer, more athletic, uh, but I just think that when push comes to shove late in the games, they've never been there before. They kind of tense up a little bit, whereas Golden State isn't. Is there any chance for Boston? They did it to Milwaukee. Can they do it again? That's that's a great question. I think that it starts on Thursday, obviously, with them going back to Boston. That's obviously the must-win game. And I think if they could do that, I, I wouldn't count them out at all. I, I love watching the Celtics. I love what they do. But I'm glad you said that point about the Warriors because uh, I, th I think it really shows, you know, the Draymond and Clay and, and Steph, they know how to win. They've been there before. They get it. These other young cats from um, from Boston, they just got to learn. But I really like both teams. This has been a good finals, and I'm excited to see um, if Boston can pull it out. Very interesting. Well, look, brother, hey, are, are you guys playing today? I know there's some ball at Terrebonne. Are you guys involved in that? We are going to the Summer League tonight at Terrebonne. We play against HL Bourgeois at 6 p.m. Very, very good. Well, look, man, good luck. And thanks so much for the time. We'll chat again soon, okay? As always, Casey. Thank you, man. Yep, that is Nick Sinak with E.D. White. He's going to do a good job there, good coach. He's got a good program. And, uh, you know, he just talked about it a minute ago. It's, you know, it, it's a different situation. You know, at South Terrebonne, and I'm trying to think of a way to say this without sounding disrespectful because that's not at all what I'm trying to do. But it was a girls' basketball program that was built up from the floor level there. Like, whenever he had taken over the program, they hadn't been even remotely successful, and he built it into a program that now annually makes the playoffs. Now he's taken a program that's just at a different phase, right? They are the reigning district champions. So he's buying more of a foundation here at E.D. White, and he's having to do less maybe renovation work and more kind of refining and remodeling type of thing. And I think it's going to be good for him. And I think that, you know, obviously the momentum and the resources and all the different things he was talking about are in place, and I think they're in good shape for the next couple of years to come. 
and beyond. But, you know, Nick is a young guy. He's going to be there for a while, um, you know, God willing, and hopefully he does a great job there, and we certainly have faith in him to do that. Let's catch a break here on Play-By-Play. When we get back, we're going to go through the headlines in the world of sports. A lot to talk about. Then we've got our betting picks at the bottom of the show. About 25 minutes left here to rock and roll on KLEB. We'll be right back after this quick commercial timeout. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's the Ram. Make the switch event at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups or their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Get more for your business with a new Ram truck or van at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You have a pest control problem? Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. First, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for trusting us to help serve you in these trying times of post-storm recovery, and thank you for your patience during our expansions. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Yep, is that Tom? a year blue boot rodeo july 7 8 and 9 in grand isle louisiana this rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention this year's activities for the rodeo on friday we have dj frozen we also have a cornhole tournament followed by shorts in december saturday we have bingo and mimosas dj frozen again rough and ready we have our awards a live auction and closing it out, we have Junior Lacrosse from 8 to 11. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9 in Grand Isle, Louisiana. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market's feels like home. Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Hope everybody is enjoying themselves on this 
Tuesday. We've got another, oh, 20 or so minutes to spend with you all. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. If you're on your lunch hour break, hope that everybody has a great and productive rest of the day. But don't give up on us yet. We've still got 20 minutes to spend with you all. And we've got some fun things to talk about. Um, I want to talk a little bit about golf. I want to talk a little bit about the NBA Finals. Um, I'm getting annoyed with some things happening in the world of golf right now. There's been a very clear divide, right, between the PGA Tour and the Live Golf Tour. And we have talked openly about how me personally, me, Casey Gisclair, thinks that the Live Golf Tour is going to be good for the game of golf in the long run. More opportunities to play, more money. It's going to cause the PGA Tour to invest more, better for everybody. More opportunities, more money for everybody. How could that be a bad thing? Oh, but they're getting money from the Saudis, Casey. How dare they? It's dirty money. Anyone who keeps tabs on big money anywhere and traces it, you could find some blood on those dollar bills somewhere if you look hard enough. I'm wearing a shirt right now that was probably made in China. Dirty money. I'm wearing pants that were maybe made in Indonesia. Dirty money. I'm wearing Adidas shoes that were probably made in a sweatshop somewhere. Dirty money. These corporate sponsors that are paying these athletes tens of hundreds of millions of dollars are working for overseas companies, are like building overseas warehouses, and the work conditions aren't great. Almost all big money in sports is dirty money. We're picking on the Saudis because it's an easy target. And look, some of the criticism is deserved, right? I am in no way defending the way that they conduct themselves out there. But I think it's a hypocritical stance to talk bad about the players who have made the leap and, you know, the Mickelsons and the DeChambeaus. And because guess what? You, Mr. Accountant, sitting on your couch making 60 grand a year, if you were offered. 250 grand a year to go and be an accountant for another firm, but maybe that firm didn't have the best reputation. Guess what? You would carry your behind off the couch and you would go make the 250 grand. Those guys are taking care of their, their personal situations and you can't fault anybody for that in America. Here's another thing I'm taking offense with, and I'm going to get hot about this. So get ready. I think it sucks that the PGA tour guys, the McElroy's and everything of this sort they're staying on their high horse. Oh, well, we don't care about live golf. Huh? They don't have any audience there. They don't have this. They don't have that. But yet, that's all they want to talk about. McElroy, after winning a PGA Tour event, the first thing he did was take a shot at Greg Norman. You know, this week at the U.S. Open, the first thing he did was say, oh, you know, I want to win trophies that legends are on. You know, that means more than money. For a tour that apparently doesn't mean anything to anybody, boy, it sure means a lot to guys like Rory McIlroy and some of these other PGA Tour guys because that's all they want to talk about. Maybe there's a little bit of deep-rooted jealousy there that Charles Schwartzel this past week made $4 million for winning the Live Golf event. Rory McIlroy made $1.2 million for winning the PGA Tour event. As long, Guess what? As long as the money discrepancy is that wide, there are going to be other guys following and going to that tour. We could be naive and say, oh, nobody would want to do that. Those guys are sellouts. They're traders. 
dollar bills have mouths and they speak louder than us all. Those they're going to be other defectors. They're going to be other defectors this year, and this thing is going to continue to grow. Deal with it. Write you know, mark this part of this segment down and and highlight it in a in a highlighter and come back to it two years from now. I'm telling you right now, this thing is not going away. It's only going to grow bigger. Money talks louder than any trophy does. Money talks louder than any radio segment does where we're talking about legacies and legends and it. Now nah, that's cool, but having a big fat, you know, seven, eight figure deposit in someone's bank account speaks louder than all of that. And as long as the Live Golf Tour is paying exponentially better than the PGA Tour does, at lower risk, at lower risk, because guys are not even at risk to miss the cut there. So you're guaranteed to make money just by showing up. As long as those conditions are in place, this thing ain't going anywhere. So we need to learn to deal with it. We could throw darts and, you know, say negative things and sticks and stones might break bones, but man, that money's going to cash all the same. Those dudes are going to continue to get paid big and other guys are going to see that and are going to want to follow. And here's the next thing, and I promise I'll get you some NBA. Brooks Kepka, I think, summarized it all best. This week is the U.S. Open. This week is one of the best golf tournaments of the year. It's a chance to see the best in the world take on some of the most difficult courses in the world annually and see how they fare. And Kepka said it like this, and he was 100% right. He's casting a black cloud over the best golf tournament of the year. Because we're not asking Brooks Kepka about the course. We're not asking Brooks Kepka about the tournament. We're not asking Rory McIlroy about the tournament. We're not asking Justin Thomas about major championships. We're asking about, hey, this tour versus this tour. And we need to get over that. We need to just accept that they're here and accept that they're not going away and accept that, oh, yeah, it might actually be good for the damn game of golf. The golf media has embarrassed itself over the last couple of weeks by the way they've handled this situation. How could you as a golf reporter think that it's bad that there are more opportunities for you to cover golf? Oh, no, I don't want to have more of this stuff that could provide a living for me. No, let's shrink the sport that I cover. Give me a break, man. Just put on your Twitter profile, Mr. Golf Reporter, that you are bought and paid for by the PGA Tour. You got to be more open-minded than that. I'm a sports talk guy. I understand that I need lots and lots of sports for me to have things to talk about. I understand that, hey, look, I'm a Southeast Louisiana sports reporter. More specifically, I understand that when Ellender wins a state championship in girls basketball, South Terrebonne wins a state championship in baseball, South Lafouche is good at a bunch of different sports, E.D. White's great at football, whatever it may be. I understand that's better for me. I have more to talk about, more resources at my disposal to provide entertaining content to you all. But yet these golf guys are like, oh, man, we got to get rid of this. There's way too much golf now. This is bad for the sport. Are you kidding me? How could having more of something you love and something that you want to report on be bad? Oh, instead of having just one tournament to watch on Sundays, there now may be two. Oh, that's terrible. No, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I don't understand it. I... I I don't know. Maybe it's just we as humans don't like to adapt to change and we don't like to evolve and, you know, it's hard for us to accept new things. I I don't get it. This would be like, oh, there's going to be a new 
NFL team in New Orleans and they're going to they're, they're going to be the Saints and someone else. But the new owner of the team is maybe a little shady and got his money in kind of some crooked ways. Like being a used car salesman on the other side is clean. But anyway, that's another story for another day and some of the shenanigans that Tom Benson has done throughout his life. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, more of, of something that we love is always better. And I think that we're being short-sighted and I think that we need to be more willing and more open-minded to seeing how this plays out. Because a lot of folks right now are judging like, oh, they didn't have a big gallery. Oh, they weren't even on TV. It was their first event. Let's see where this thing goes. That's all I'm asking. I'm not picking one side over the other. It sounds like I'm picking on the PGA Tour. I love the PGA Tour. My favorite player in the world plays on the PGA Tour. That's Tiger Woods. He's always going to play on the PGA Tour. I just think it's short-sighted to say, oh, man, they're they're never going to be anything based on their first event. Let's see where this goes and be open-minded and receptive to the idea that this thing's going to be around for a while. We just got to see where it goes from here. NBA Finals last night, Golden State took a 3-2 lead, defended their home floor, got a 104-94 win over Boston. Boston is so frustrating to watch. Um, I think they're they're more talented just in a vacuum than the Warriors are. They've got more size. They've got more athleticism. They've got more length. They just don't know how to win. When push comes to shove, the Warriors are more equipped to win in winning time than Boston is. Boston is more interested in driving out of control to the goal, losing the basketball, turning it over, not getting back in transition, and doing and, and complaining. They're really good at that. They're really good at whining and complaining to the officials. They turned over the ball 18 times last night to Golden State 6. That was a big factor in the game. And quite frankly, they lost a game that they're going to be kicking themselves for losing because they lost a game that Golden State didn't shoot it well. The Warriors were 9 of 40 from the three-point line last night. The only starter in the entire Golden State lineup who made a three-pointer last night was Klay Thompson. Every single other Golden State starter, Wiggins, Curry, Porter Green, didn't make a three. And that's a game that the Warriors win by double digits. That's a big, big mistake on Boston's part. They're going to regret that later in the series. Now, they're coming home. Obviously, as Nick Sinak said in the last segment of the show, they've got to win game six, but you know, they've got to win game six and seven. But you know, the next one is the biggest one. I think you got to take care of your home floor. And then if you could get get to game seven, all bets are off. But they're just timid. They're just timid at times. They play well for stretches. They played a good second quarter for the last six or so minutes. Played a great third quarter. Then they, they just are so timid. And it's like they're afraid to dive into the deep end and see if they could swim with the Sharks. And as a result, the Shark is just eating them alive in winning time. Jalen Brown, 5 of 18 last night. Jalen Brown can't go left. He's an NBA almost like all-star level guy. Second best player on a team that's going to maybe finish as the NBA champion or maybe the NBA runner-up can't go left. Jason Tatum just loses sight of who he is at times. Like, you're a big, tall, strong dude. Go dominate. But at times he gets passive and he, he, he tries too hard to get other people involved. That It's frustrating to watch. Can they win two in a row? Yeah, they can, but I wouldn't be surprised if they got blitzed at home in game six either. But it has been a very entertaining finals, and it's been a finals that it's good for the sport when you don't know who's going to win, right? 
If you told me right now Boston's going to win two in a row, I wouldn't be surprised. But as I said, I think they're the more talented team. If you told me right now Golden State's going to win the next one, I wouldn't be surprised either. It's good when there's that uncertainty. Let's catch a break. It's our final break. When we get back, I'll get you some betting picks, and then we'll go over maybe a headline or two in the world of sports. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Yep, it's that time of year. Blue Boot Rodeo, July 7, 8, and night in Grand Isle, Louisiana. This rodeo is to promote water safety and drowning prevention. This year's fishing rodeo, we also have adult, kids, kayak, and we added the offshore division. Proceeds from this rodeo go to swimming lessons, life rings on the Grand Isle Beach, scholarships, and bringing awareness to water safety. There will be plenty of food, drinks, activities for the kids, and the whole family. That's the Blue Boot Rodeo coming this July 7, 8, and 9th in Grand Isle, Louisiana. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Tiger Rag, three-time Home Depot Coach of the Year, two-time AP College Football Coach of the Year, 11 seasons at Notre Dame, two college football playoff appearances, and now the head coach of the LSU Tigers, Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. What the fadizzle? I know LSU fans will love Brian I'm Kelly. I'm excited. Success follows him everywhere he goes. All he does is win. The winningest coach in Notre Dame history. Tiger Rag Magazine will be there as LSU ushers in a new era on the gridiron. He wants to win a championship. His plan to take this program to the next level I be is the same as ours. Under the bright lights. Not here to taste success. I want to be He's here to sustain on the Broadway stage. Shows where LSU is as a program right now. We have a lot of talent and a lot of talent coming in. Super excited. <laughs> I want the fans here early, tailgating and having a great time and and filling the stadium and being enthusiastic. Find Tiger Rag on newsstands and online at tigerrag.com. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. RTC, Etel, and Vision have always led the way in communications. A network built for every possibility. Internet, TV, voice, and security. And now we're moving faster than ever before propelling us forward into the future. That's what we call revolution. And the revolution is closer than you think. RTC, Etel, and Vision are now Rev. New name, same company. Learn more at letsrev.com. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Such a good song. It's play by play. Welcome back here. We've got another uh, four or five minutes or so 
Before we get to your betting picks, we want to thank our sponsors one more time. The Blue Boot Rodeo, the 2022 Blue Boot Rodeo, will be held July 7th through 9th at the Grand Isle Marina, located at 158 Sand Dollar Court at the Tarpon Pavilion. How about Southland Dodge and Homa? How about Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs? Because power is our middle name. What about Dufresne Building Materials? Got you covered for all your roofing needs. And also our friends at Rouse's Markets. Get Rouse's Louisiana Crawfish hot from the pot. 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. seven days a week at Rouse's Markets. Tastes like home. Buzz Off. Buzz Off is the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. And Golden Motors, where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Got three betting picks for you all today. Um, if my fan duel will cooperate, I will tell them to you in just a second. All right, here we go. Came up. Better late than never. Our first betting pick today will be, I like Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Rays, to cover the run line, plus one and a half against the New York Yankees. The Yankees are favored heavily today with Garrett Cole on the mound, and I get it. Garrett Cole's awesome. Um, but they're minus 230 favorites. That's a huge. That's like Yankees versus the Tigers type odds. And Tampa Bay is just too good for that. I think that, you know, if you want to get a little spicy, I maybe even take the race to win, which is plus 190 odds, meaning that if you win, you get, you know, if you bet 10, you'll get almost 30 back. I don't trust them enough to win the game, but I think they'll be around. Corey Kluber's on the mound. He's good enough. I think the Rays will be around. Give me the Rays with plus one and a half odds. It's almost even money. I think that that's a steal. Uh, let's see what else we got today. I also like um, the Red Sox to defeat the Athletics. Oakland's bad. Um, Oakland's usually competitive. Oakland's usually the team that plays, you know, low budget, um, you know, but has guys on good contracts and lots of talent. And no, this offseason, they sold off a lot of their pieces. They got rid of Matt Olson, got him to Atlanta, you know, moved Chapman, and uh, they're just not any good. Their lineup is a wreck. They can't score. Their pitching isn't particularly good either. I think Boston's going to hammer them today. I like the Red Sox to cover the run line, minus one and a half out there in uh, in Boston. Then let's see what else we got today. I like, um, how about this one? I like the Astros to cover the money line, minus 126 against the Texas Rangers. Simple math. You know, Houston's throwing maybe their number five starter, maybe the, the worst guy that they got in the rotation. I don't care. Uh, they're a better team than Texas is. I think that the Astros, after blowing one yesterday, because that's exactly what they did, they gave it away in the late innings. I think that they'll battle back, be hungry, and uh, be ready to rock and roll. So, that's going to be it for us today. want to thank um, Coach Bryce Gidry. Great interview. want to thank Andrew Kiawet for a great time, and also Nick Sinak for doing a wonderful job. Uh, we thank all of our call-in guests uh, really all the time. Man, we're so blessed and fortunate that these men and women give us time out of their day, often time out of their school day to spend some time with us on the radio. It means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to people in the community who are hoping to stay informed and you know figure out what's happening with these programs. So we're going to put a pin in it right here. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's show, we'll have our mailbag. We're going to have some call-in guests, and we're going to have a whole lot of fun. We're going to be uh, you know breaking things down further, maybe in the NBA, maybe talking a little College World Series, all some, you know, some high school, of course, sprinkled in in there as well. You've been listening to Play by Play. This is Casey Gisclair wrapping up today's show. Have a great rest of the day. God bless you and your families. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.